Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of uh, season two of the House of the Rising Sun Betting Podcast. I am your commissioner and host, Dan Keough, and I am joined by... Will Taylor. I'm back. They let me back in this car, or studio. The studio, yeah. I should mention that this is now being recorded in the Volkswagen studio. I'll call it, we'll call it a step up here. Yeah, I mean, going from Asia to Europe is you know usually a step up. And That's we also right. have uh, a new producer in town. Yeah, yeah, I'm Carter. I'm joining the show for the first time. Let's hope I don't screw it up. Well, I, you kind of stumbled through that. So yeah, I, 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 off to a strong start. Yeah, off to a very you're fired. Start. You get zero of the dollars that we were already going right, to pay. See you guys. <laughs> He's like, departing the Volkswagen Studios. Sl- sl- slamming the definitely not car door of the Volkswagen Studios. <laughs> All right, so we've got four weeks to cover. We'll make it quick, um, but just wanted to highlight some of the best bets, some of the worst bets, and uh, a couple honorable mentions for each week. Uh, so week one of the betting, uh, the betting league was week one of college where there was no pro games. Right, right. So this is the confusing part. So just bear with us. Week one for this league was week, week one, one of, college. of college where there was no pro game, and then week two will be the first week of the NFL and the second week of college. That's so. right. The only important thing to remember from week one is that Notre Dame beat Michigan in dramatic fashion, uh, and we haven't looked that good since. <laughs> that's but, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've struggled against basically D two teams since then. All of that uh, is true. But it was. A very exciting start to the season. I'd like to hold on to that moment for a little bit longer. Well, and we talked about the Florida teams, and we talked about Virginia Tech. I mean, they had a huge win uh, week one against Florida State. I mean, that yeah. had to bode well for the entire season. For yeah, they, they definitely did not stumble on a team that lost by 42 points to Liberty. That's right. Carter, you're a Tech fan. How do yeah. you feel about the season? Yeah, probably pretty excited after week State. one. Looking Florida at State week game? one, I think we're uh, you know in contention for the ACC championship. That's what I'm talking about. Good for Tech, man. That's yeah. Great. They're like one of the older... Dominions of no, I can't even. <laughs> I was trying to put it together on the fly, it wasn't working. Uh, all right, so uh, betting wise, week one, best bet Ryan McRae, uh, Chubbs Peterson won two different three team parlays, uh, one of which was for a net of plus 315. Um, and he was also the biggest winner of the week at plus 460. So This sandbagger did not know what a parlay yeah. was last year. Literally, beginning of last year, Ryan McRae shoots me an email. He's like, so in a parlay, do you have to get all of them right for it to work? <laughs> and now he's, he's throwing bombs, and and, uh, and he's in the top three or four of, of the overall standings. I think he's team. number two. I think he's still yeah. in second place. I think you sent him an email last year that had betting for dummies. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Weekend. Yeah, that's right. the PDF version. The yes. PDF version, but still had that big yellow cover, so you know which one it was. So you know it's for dummies. For you know it's for dummies. Uh, so Ryan McRae was the big winner week one. Also had Nick Fail, uh, Pine Run Podcast Network uh, resident. Right. Neighbor uh, Nick. Neighbor Nick. Um, and also uh, Slade Weldon and Rob Hyatt also had big weeks. Um, the worst bet, this is a great one. And, uh, Will, why don't you take this one? Because you know Jeremy. I, I do not know Jeremy. I am just so happy that Jeremy Lamaster has joined us this year for this league because Jeremy, um, you know, you have friends that we talked about being degenerates yeah. gambling last year. It's a, The shorter list is my friends that are not de- degenerate gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is one of my close friends who just loves a bet on just about anything. He'll give right. you odds on anything. I mean, he's ready to go. He was the blackjack dealer on our golf trip this year, and everybody took a bunch of money from yeah. him. Sorry again, Jeremy, but, you know, you brought that on yourself. Jeremy had... Jeremy was so excited to join this league that he had a $100, all 100 of his dollars for week one on a two-team parlay, UCF minus 23 over Connecticut, and New Mexico State at Minnesota under 46. He's betting over-unders on week one of the college team. Nobody has seen these teams play yet. And no one will see them play. It's New Mexico State. (laughs) (laughs) 
so that like just the the eagerness where it, like it wasn't even like let me dip my toe in the water this new league I don't totally understand it was like I'm gonna bet everything I have on the only games that exist right now and on the over unders that are totally arbitrary. He's saying I'm gonna win this money quick and then I'm gonna have all this money to bet for the weekend and unfortunately he lost but it just because it was just such a beautiful two team parlay on yeah. Thursday night <laughs> on Thursday night August thirtieth. Go big or go is, home and that, he had to go home. That's yeah. exactly right. He's cannonballing into this goddamn league. This so. will be the. the Sorry, <laughs> this will be the first time I say this uh, for the year, but uh, Jeremy, thank you for your money. For trying to the um, we he's all... going to be a feature on this podcast. I know. I guarantee. We might have he, to... is a, he is a he is a smart yeah. football fan, and he is an aggressive gambler. We might have so. Jeremy Corner at some point. Uh, we have, <laughs> so we also have the honorary Quigley Award. John uh, Michael Quigley did not join us this year to not bet anything, but we did have. Um, uh, five, yeah, five members of the league that did not make any bets in week one. That's Carter, Dayton McAtee, uh, Tommy, John Tester, and Paul Peters all did not make bets, and they outperformed about half the league. <laughs> as so, they always did. As they always do. Quigley so. was very middle of the pack. I think he was in the middle of the pack through halfway of the season without betting. That's exactly yeah. right. Now, I got two questions here, uh, or I guess two comments. Carter, why did you not bet on week one? Because I got the free hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The free the three hundred dollar dynamic in week one, which I tried to explain in an email. For some reason, you get to keep the money in week one. Yeah, that was weird. I remember that being from the year before. Uh, number two, technically, technically, John Michael Quigley has still not made a bet in this league. That's true. So he's, he's still going strong. Still I would going argue. Strong. I would argue that. So the pot for the league, and I haven't sent this out yet because I'm lazy. Uh, the pot for the first place winner, I think it's like thirteen twenty five, thirteen hundred bucks. So if I would argue if every player in this league ends in the negative, we just send all the money to Quigley. I, all right, I'm down for that. That's I, fair. I think I think we deserve that if that's the case. That's 100 percent true. All right, so <laughs> that wraps up week one. Um, the week two. So again, this is the first week of the NFL season. Um, couple best bets here. So uh, Scotty Skittles Collins um, had hundred dollars to win a seven hundred dollar three teamer. So a straight true three teamer, hundred to win seven hundred. He had the Vikings, Bengals, and Ravens. All completely middle of the road teams that somehow covered their respective spreads, uh, and that's just a ballsy bet, you know, doing a hundred dollars on three spreads in the NFL. That's, that's very very ballsy. I, I I appreciate that. So that's a good one. And then uh, Matt Harkema, he had <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> I forgot. He had the unbettable bet where he he made a ten team parlay. And I think it was how much was the wager? Was it like a dollar? Like ten. Maybe. It was like five or ten dollars on a ten team parlay with a lot of underdog money lines, and the site literally rejected his bet because he would have won over a million fake dollars for this bet. Uh, I've never seen this website reject a bet before. That's so, true. That is a first. So, so, Matt Harkema, you are officially in the history books. For you this you win the Unbettable Bet Award. <laughs> um, and then, so, honorary mention for good bets, uh, Nick Fail, again, neighbor Nick. Um, he went 5-1 and one to win $602. His only loss was a parlay on the Jets on, uh, was that Monday night? Against that the Browns? Oh, no, that was last week. Uh, no, he, Sunday, that was the, that was the, the Detroit the, Lions Detroit, Sunday, yeah. Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, moral of the story, he would have been 5-0 and if he didn't bet on the Jets. As, you know, a lot of people feel this thing of betting on the Jets. Uh, I never do, because I, do it. Yeah, right. I've never felt this thing of betting on the Sam, Jets. Sam Darnold, man, I mean, he's is he good? He's, he a, good? he's one of the top, he's probably like the 7th best rookie quarterback <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> right me, now. Let me just pose this question to you, though. Is he good? 
I'm not sure. He has a very punchable face, which is a problem I've had with him all along. And it might be a USC factor in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I was about to say, it's just because you hate USC. Yeah. Well, and the Jets haven't had a great track record with USC quarterbacks. <laughs> what body part is he going to fumble the ball off of? <laughs> right. I can't wait right to see now? the crotch fumble. From yeah. yeah I'm going to go with like years. the kidney fumble. Yeah, the kidney fumble. Okay, there you go. Honorable mention, uh, Dan Keough coming in. $200 to win 614 on a three-teamer. The Panthers, the Packers, and the Rams. Yeah. It just, Solid money on the Rams. When it's something like, you know, when I'm an AFC guy and I'm betting NFC teams, it all seems like a little clearer to me. Um, right. Obviously, I sucked since then. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I should mention that uh, that was to win 614. And then I put all I put most of that in another bet where all I needed was the um, the Raiders, or sorry, the Rams to beat the Raiders on that super-duper late-night Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to win that bet and win like $800. But then I had $477 sitting in my wallet, and I thought to myself, wait a minute. I'm going to middle. I'm going to middle this. I'm going <laughs> to bet all of it on Oakland plus six, Ugh. and then if it's a close game that the Rams win, I win everything. I win 1700 or some ridiculous number. I'm going to ask you this. Was it a close game? No. I woke up. <laughs> I woke up in the morning, checked my phone. They lost by 20. You know what oh, was yeah. a close game? Packers-Bears that week, which was pretty freaking sweet. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, the Willis Reed, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Comes back on the field. I'm, I was literally ready to go to bed. I'm like, wow, this is going to be the worst season ever. That's Pat, right. Aaron Rodgers gets injured. He's going to be out for the year. This is going to be terrible. He comes back out, and I'm like, all right, I'll watch a series. I'll see what's going on. Yeah. Okay, they scored. All right, I'll watch a series, see if they can stop them. Oh, okay, they yeah. did. And they just yep. kept doing great things. I, I was know. like, this is the greatest game of my life. I had I had to wake up literally at 3.45 a.m. the next morning to catch a flight to Colorado, and... I was I was like holding my phone, watching it while I was like getting ready for bed, taking my contacts out, and then I ended up just sitting in the bathroom watching this game, like with the lights on, like 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 killing time. And you know, it's not the first time I watched a complete NFL game in the bathroom. But you know, you know, I actually had a chance to go to that game. I had a ticket. Oh my god! I'm not even kidding. Uncle Joe was going to give me a ticket if I could have flown out. That was also the weekend of my son's first birthday, so I wasn't able to do it. Well, priorities, Will. Yeah, I know. I first birthday in check. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not going to remember that I was yeah. there. <laughs> Correct. I've skipped most of my kids' birthdays I for that exact reason. Could have been I, there for Aaron Rodgers' greatest game. So un- sad. Unfortunately, now my kids can form memories, and I got to start. Yeah, that's true. You're acting like a real parent. Um, I'll see when they play the Bears next year in September 7th. So that was the worst bet of the week was me betting $477 that was just sitting in my pocket <laughs> to try to middle it and then losing it all, which is dumb. Like, But I did like the fact that it was gar- I was guaranteed to win, like, uh, you know, seven, six, to seven, six to $800 and had the upside of winning 1700 You won the week. You won 714 You netted 714 so you won the week. I but... did. So I was happy about that. Yeah, you got greedy. Yeah, I did get greedy. It was fun, though. Carter, how'd you do this week? Uh, I did not hedge my bets. I lost them all. I went 0 and 8. 0 and 8. That's a tough. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough sell. Tough sledding yeah. for the uh, first week. No wonder you didn't. No wonder you didn't bet the first week of the season because you, you went 0 and 8. Oh, we just lost our lights in the Subaru or the uh, Volkswagen Studios. Uh oh. I don't know. Lost what all power there? in here. Who knows? Lost power. Turning to auxiliary power. Um, <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh, week three. Or no, uh, I think it's time for a live read from our sponsor. Well, let's we first, a... let's not forget the Quigley Awards. Carter, give out the Quigley Awards. Oh, yeah, Award sorry, I forgot the Quigley yeah, Awards. Yeah, we had another four Quigley Awards to give out uh, for Ryan Lavina, Brendan Murphy, Zach Johnston, and Colton... Bellaquin. Bellaquin. All Bellaquin. four of them decided, you know what, it's safer to not bet. And most of the times it is. Yeah. Very few people I know that are like, yeah. I've, uh, I've I've sustained a lifestyle of uh, betting and uh, as my source of income. That's exactly right. 
So, so it's a responsible choice. I uh, I went out. Not when you pay fifty five dollars to for the sole purpose of betting. That's true. I mean, because you already lost your money. That's that well, point. yeah, exactly. It's a sunk cost at that yeah. point. So, um, but hey, I got I got something to tell you. What's that? I went out and I found a sponsor for us this year. Oh, good. We had a few that uh, I don't think are in business anymore. No, I don't think so either. From 2017. Uh, so I brought in a guy to read this, a guest reader, uh, Boris. I was wondering what he was doing in the fourth seat of the car. Right, exactly. He's over here in the car seat. Yeah, why yeah. he sat in the car seat, I don't know. But Boris... Yeah, his wife Natasha dropped him off. Boris um, is here to read us about Casper Mattress. So here you go. Casper Mattress. You'll be amazed about mattress that comes in box. Or several boxes. Or tube. Or in back of car. Important thing is that it gets there. Try at home for a hundred nights. Risk E. If you do not like it and can find us, we will take it back. No money is guaranteed. Become loyal customer for Caspar Mattress and you'll be eligible for Lisa Mattress. It is the same mattress as before, but this time it comes with Lisa. Trust us, her name is Lisa. Or it's whatever you want. Caspar Mattress, buy today! So it's like a mail order mattress. You'd say, you know, you can't really order it through mail. We do not have an address. <laughs> I've seen this advertised on the dark web. Yes. <laughs> that is perfect place for Casper Mattress. <laughs> All right. Thanks for Casper Mattress. Thank you, Boris. Thanks, Boris. We uh, appreciate you stopping by. We are never letting Boris go. Yeah, no. I, I, next time he comes, I'm asking for a green card. I, uh, I'm a little scared. <laughs> he is waiting outside nervously. I don't know why he was in a full Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, it is one of those things. Whenever my dad sends me a Reddit video that or, that the origination country is is Russia, that that's when I know some real bad stuff about to happen. It's going down. Where it's like somebody's like skateboarding off a building, get hit by a train, and that's like, all Boris. <laughs> that all, it's all the same guy. <laughs> he is a parkour expert. He does them all. Russian parkour go. is the most dangerous of all. All right, so week three. Yeah, Again, let's get to week three. Week three, uh, some stuff happened. Like, there was a best bet slash winner of the week named William Pierce Taylor the fourth. You're darn right. Uh, Will Taylor bet $35 on a six-team, a true six-team parlay, I believe, true right? True six-team parlay. $35. Uh, actually, that may not be true. I, I think there was one that was close. That was a money line that was close. The, I threw in the New Orleans. The only one that was actually close was the New Orleans money line when they almost lost to the Browns. Yeah. Minus 400. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was so freaking angry. The important thing, $35 to win. Thirteen sixty-five. I mean, I'm not complaining. And is still, uh, still current league leader at this point that's because right. of that bet. That's right. Uh, so that was uh, excellent betting uh, by Will Taylor. Honorable mention: Slade Weldon went seven and six, but won five hundred fifty dollars. Uh, most of that coming off of a, a true four-teamer. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big bet, and would have absolutely, you know, been the biggest bet of the week if I hadn't. It, like, they, they, pulled see, it, yeah. Week two in the NFL is always a great week to bet because the line nobody knows who's actually good and who's actually bad. It feels like the public all watch the games, but yeah. the lines don't reflect. Exactly. Like, like, wait, they're garbage now. Right, what are you doing? right, right. Nobody has overreacted, or people have way too overreacted. So it was actually it was one of those weeks where I was like, I'm pretty confident about all these lines, which is the one time I'll be able to say that the entire season. Right. So I think I'm sitting here at actually like four and fifteen for the year or something like that. But hey, I won that one. So does that mean you've won a week? I won, won a week. Yeah. And Dan, you've won a week. That's, That's true. Right. Okay, so no nepotism, no collusion going on for you guys winning a couple uh, of weeks. Well, first of all, Carter, Carter, you can't win a week where you don't play, so that excludes week one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't win a week where you go zero and eight, so that excludes week week two. Or oh, yeah. one and ten. That excludes week three. I know I'm dropping <laughs> to worse bets. That's right. To this point in the season, Carter, you are one in eighteen. So, 
like you're yeah you, you don't have a whole like a lot of ground to stand on truth um but hey it can all turn you, around and you, you can, can only you can get say, up from here you can say nepotism i can say get better yeah uh, and I, that's what we'll do i could say no stuff i can also <laughs> say that i can only say that for one week because i've been really bad besides that and i'm going to continue to be really bad so hopefully that yeah my plan is to bleed bad. away whatever surplus i have right now that's exactly what i've did last week so uh so we have a couple worst bets um we're back to jeremy lamaster well why don't you take the jeremy lamaster train again well the best part hey, about it's this, a train to nowhere for the record it's the train to nowhere and it's on thursday night again he uh, cannot stop himself thursday night t- two-team parlay with all a hundred dollars the baltimore cincinnati under for some reason obviously uh and then the bc wake forest under and he lost them both <laughs> unbelievable like <laughs> The BC Wake Forest is defensible because no, neither right. one of those teams is a very good offensive team. This year. But have you, have you ever met a person that was like, man, I love betting Thursday Night Football. I always win. <laughs> right, right. I've never met anybody that has any confidence in Thursday Night Football, NFL, or college. I'm just going to bet the Thursday Night under and just go from there. Ah, uh, no, you're not because no. nobody ever Because it's it not a thing. That is great. For so, those yeah. folks keeping track at home, that's uh, three weeks straight of Jeremy Lamaster betting on <laughs> Thursday betting Night on Games and losing all with of all $100 and losing. <laughs> that is Absolutely beautiful. He he is going to be dangerous if and when he actually wins something. Spoiler alert, it happens in week four. Oh, so yeah. He's going to be dangerous, and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about him because he's probably going to bet the Thursday night game every week. Well, he's he's my style better because he digs giant holes and then occasionally has big wins to fill those holes. That's exactly right. Um, but whether you can sustain that to a point where you have a mound instead of a hole. Oh, okay. I'm, that's a hole analogy. I'm not... The old... That's the cleanest hole analogy I can come up with. Uh, <laughs> so then we have a uh, closest call. So uh, Tan Fox, Sean Anderson, he went six of eight on an eighteen parlay. At one point, had a thousand dollars to his name, and end of the week minus fifty dollars. That, that is a tough beat. Yeah, Sean and I both won sixteen parlays, except my his problem was that his was part of an eighteen parlay. <laughs> yeah, he nailed six of the eight legs. <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's Which, tough uh, as Ryan McRae asked last year, to clarify, that does not win anything. That does not win anything. Unfortunately, Ryan, sandbag and Ryan McRae. Yeah. The sandbag. It was over, yeah, hundred percent sandbag in second place over there. So, and you'll remember week uh, week three of our league and week two of the NFL was the week that Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Pat Mahomes combined for eighteen or touchdowns at that point. That yeah, they to had, that point in the season, they had ten in week two and eight in week one of the NFL. So they right. had eighteen together, which is unbelievable. Yeah, um, and with that leads me to uh, a new segment uh, that I'm calling the unnecessarily hot take. My unnecessarily hot take here is that Pat Mahomes is ruining football. And possibly all sports. Probably. Because he, he, the ease with which he is throwing these touchdowns is ruining the legacy of greats like uh, Joe Namath, mm-hmm. Joe Montana. Right. Um, probably other guys named Joe. Y.A. Tittle. Y.A. Tittle. Uh, the Johnny Unitas. Oh, Johnny, yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys are rolling in their graves. I'm assuming they're all dead. Rolling in their <laughs> graves when they see some punk kid come in and throw six touchdowns at the drop of a hat. Right. Like, it's just, he's making it look easy. Which makes everyone else have to work harder to make it look hard. That's right. I, I, I would prefer to see him out of a job. I uh, totally agree. And I don't want to see anybody, uh, you know, making anything look easy ever. I want it to be a hard sport because yeah. you're getting paid millions of dollars. Right. And you're going to suffer so many injuries and, and loss of memories and loved ones not recognizing you and all that. That's... Uh, I think and also, you might not recognize them. They'll probably still recognize you. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why the love ones wouldn't recognize you. I, I played high school football, so that's uh, my problem. Yeah. Uh, and it's, 
I also don't think uh, this is a not an unnecessarily hot take. I just don't think the Chiefs should be good or have a good quarterback because I don't recognize what the team is without Elvis Gerbeck at the uh, <laughs> taking the ball out of the shotgun. That's another guy who's you know legacy he's ruining. Where where where's the justice for Elvis Gerbeck? <laughs> he he is at, he's my top three favorite favorite Elvises of all time, <laughs> <laughs> narrowly after Costello. Nice. Um, all right, so that wraps up week three. Going into week four of our league again, week three of the NFL, week four of the betting league. Best bet, Todd Strobe Strobel, four-team parlay for $750. One of those legs included the Lions, plus six and a half against the Patriots. That is, that is a again, go back to the uh, the, the, ball, the ballsiometer. Cool, cool yones, if you will. Yes. That was a cool yones on the ballsiometer. Right it, it was a big one, uh, especially when I had a lot of vested interest in the Patriots winning that game for uh, outside-the-league reasons. <laughs> um, and, uh, and for some reason... This is the part that still boggles my mind. I don't understand it. You have the Patriots coming off a loss. You have Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I'll just say it out loud. God, that had to hurt. It, it does. It feels like somebody ripped my heart open. <laughs> uh, in prime time, against their former defensive coordinator, What I don't understand why they looked like a JV football team. I couldn't tell. It wasn't even like the Lions looked that good. Like, oh, because you know how the Patriots are always good without any stars? They actually just don't have any stars. Like, they don't have any. They're, they're a bad team. This year. It was hilarious when they showed the replays of Gronk, and the, and the, it looked like, uh, it looked like a high school football game against a middle school football team where there was just like the high school football team only had one receiver, and right. they're just like, let's send every kid out to just hang on this guy the entire right. time. Uh, so, hold on, the, the Subaru Studios, or the Volkswagen Studios just lost power again. I think Boris just tried to... <laughs> I think Boris is siphoning gas out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing's bone dry. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that was... Uh, I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but... Talking about the Patriots oh, yeah, the and Patriots. How, much you, how much you secretly love them. Oh, for God. All right. Like, believe me, no one would be more thrilled than me than with the Patriots dynasty being completely over. And it does seem like it's on that trajectory. It's just hard to know how steep the decline oh, is at this point. why would you do that? You know, as soon as you say it out loud, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady get five years younger, and then they come back, and somehow they'll go eleven and five. Yeah, it's called HGH. <laughs> Bill Belichick's probably doing it too. <laughs> Why do you think he has to rip the sleeves off his hoodie? Oh man, that's just all his another... muscles. Are you saying that nobody believes in them now? Oh god. Well, they, and the, the tough part is they're getting Julian Edelman back, and like, they, like they're gonna be, they're gonna be an eleven and five team at worst, and right. where everybody's freaking out about one and two. Right. I and mean, you don't have faith in the Dolphins to continue to lead that division. <laughs> Do I, I don't think uh, the Dolphins with a two game lead. I don't think Larry Zonka's is like uh, you know walking on <laughs> eggshells, worried about the perfect record at, at this point. <laughs> All right, so uh, honorable men. Oh, and let's just talk about the general. Like, this is Survivor Pool, the Survivor Pool week from hell. Hundred percent. Because you had everyone in the in the in the world picking Minnesota against, against Buffalo. Buffalo. Minnesota's favored, I think, by sixteen and a half. Yeah, if I remember correctly, if, at least I saw them at seventeen and a half. And Buffalo in the fourth quarter was up twenty-seven to three. I think Minnesota scored a garbage touchdown at I some think point. They scored a field goal. I no, I don't think they scored. They scored I think it was twenty-seven to six. Was twenty-seven to six in the end? That was the final score. That has to be one of the biggest. I, 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 what Didn't was, we get a producer for this? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah that's what, my job. What was the stat? There's some stat about uh, that being the... Um, they were like one of the first teams to be uh, that big an underdog to win outright, let yeah. alone to win by right to, four touchdowns. Exactly. Buffalo 27, Minnesota 6. Yeah. No touchdowns yeah, look at that. for the Vikings. No touchdowns no. for the Vikings. No touchdowns for... when you leave Washington, Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> Suck on that. Yeah, uh, uh, and there was uh, one other game, too, that was... Um, Jags. I think Jags, Jags lost to Tennessee. 
And then the Patriots. Yeah. And then the Patriots, yeah, yeah. Like, that wiped out a lot of Survivor. So, uh, and the Packers lost to the Redskins. I had forgotten. That game was garbage. Tennessee 9, Jacksonville yeah. 6. 9-6. That is a classic game. That is terrible. Everything about That's that like a really is. crazy baseball game. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, and the other one that obviously everybody had, the Jets lost to the Browns. That was it. On Thursday night Yeah, football. actually, te- I was going to say, oh, nobody was betting on the Jets, but why not bet against yeah. the Browns? Well, I believe uh, somebody, oh, yeah, let's let's just skip to that. So we just talked about Strobes being the uh, the best bet. The honorable mention, uh, one of two honorable mentions, again, Jeremy Lamaster, he went <laughs> 4-0, <laughs> yeah. netted 522 bucks. And he bet on the Browns on Thursday night, which I think we can credit him with breaking the Browns' curse. The Browns' money line on Thursday night. The Browns Br- minus 165, Br- and he won the bet. Browns' money line <laughs> against the Jets on Thursday night football. And that was when I, I took a screenshot of anyone who bet on that game. And I was like, these are the people I'm referring to, the hotline for gambling problems. 100%. <laughs> Whoever is betting on the Thursday night Jets-Browns game needs to reexamine what they're doing with their life. We probably could have done that without... The screenshot, though. You just look at the list of guys and go, yeah, that guy. Yeah, knows. right. I did have a gut feel. Yeah, yeah, like, where it's like, uh, does we haven't even talked about my buddy Eggenberger yet. We're going to do that in a second. But, yeah, where's Gambler? Yeah, let's, 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 let's get down there. We'll get there in a second. Yeah. Uh, one other good honorable, honorable mention, Andy Bielke went one in five, but somehow won $620 on that one five-teamer. He was net five plus 530 for the week, and he won <laughs> one bet out of five. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That was great. Um, we're bringing back the Nickel and Dime Award. Um, Not every week, but when people do, when when you're Jay Bagovich and you place 19 bets and you only win fifty one dollars, you're gonna win the nickel and dime award. So that is that is tough sledding. Right? Will you're the math whiz? What's the average uh, winnings per bet there? Is it like uh, less than three dollars? Yeah, it's like two dollars and fifty cents per bet. Probably two eighty. Yeah, two dollars eighty cents per bet. It's hilarious. It's uh, tough. So we we have a ton of candidates. You're, you're grinding that one. <laughs> Yeah, by that logic, you need to like uh, forty thousand bets to uh, win the win the year. Um, which you're better off like getting a part time job at McDonald's, I think. <laughs> Probably. Um, so worst bet, we've got a lot of candidates here. Ryan Eggenberger. Oh, I, thank God! Uh, I was getting nervous. Gambler's back. I and was he, waiting. And you know why? Uh, you know why Ryan Eggenberger's in this category in this particular week? Because I know, this was the this was exactly the week when Ryan Eggenberger decided to quit his job and be a stay at home dad. So you would think he would have all the time to research this. Or he would have the self-respect to not make these terrible bets on Monday Night Football. Uh, <laughs> but but here we are. Ryan Eggerberger, responsible, who, who's uh, income, uh, uh, his, the income he's providing his family went from whatever it was, anything, to zero. <laughs> this is one chance to make money for his family and his children. And he goes, and he goes up 600 for the week. And then placed a bet at 7.20 p.m. Eastern time for Monday Night Football, all on Tampa Bay minus one (laughs) against the Steelers. And he loses it all. He lost every dime betting on the Buccaneers. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. The impulse bet on the Buccaneers. Oh. It's not like a planned, like, Impulse slash boredom bet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That could be it, too. So, yeah. lots more fun to come from Ryan Eggenberger, who will be researching these bets while he's pushing his kids in the swings. I from hope so. Hours 8 to 5. I hope so. Um, my buddy Andrew Boris goes 0 for 7. Tough. He, he also has children, so he has twins, so I, I, he could go for 100. Oh, yeah. I, was, I would still kind of respect him. That's, that's um, 100%. So then, uh, also, Tan Fox, Sean Anderson, 
He, over the course aggregate, over the week, risked $1,160 and lost $1,260. That is tough. <laughs> so he's out 100 That is brutal. I mean, to be up, and we had a couple of those where guys were up thousands of dollars and then down thousands of dollars. So right. that's, that's tough. That, he, he wins big and loses big, you know, depending on the week. Um, My and it, favorite, though, for this guy. This is the best one. So I, this is probably the worst bet. TJ Maddox. TJ Maddox. It was an offer and has not won a bet yet. He he is over thirteen for the season. For the season. Now, granted, these are all parlays. Yeah, and but like, they're not good parlays. No, like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, not close parlays. They, first of all, no parlay is a good parlay. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, but there are some. Refer you back to week three where all right, all right. steamers straight up. Yeah, when they happen to win, they're good. Uh, but TJ Maddox hasn't won a bet yet. Um, and zero and thirteen. I don't think you should be placing ten team parlays. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a point. And hitting one of ten legs. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! That's he went one of one, one for at, nine. One for, one for ten, or like yeah, yeah, yeah for, one for out a 10 of ten. What? Yeah, one and nine. Sorry. Holy hell! And the one that he won, <laughs> Houston at Giants over forty four points. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, TJ. clearly, he researched the yards per carry on both teams That's to exactly figure out right. the duration of the game would be. Yeah, no, he TJ, definitely you are he an knew nothing, and I love it. That is fantastic. The, all of them are over unders, mm-hmm. and he missed every single one <laughs> except for <laughs> like. There's no bet that is more like fifty fifty, oh, like right. just like flip a coin, right? And he lost nine out of ten of them. That is that beautiful. is beautiful oh, and horrible TJ. at the same time. You maniac. Um, then we also have the, the Quigley Award, again, uh, goes to uh, Ryan Levina, who did not make a bet on week four. Um, to, for, to date for the season, Ryan Levina made two three-team parlays total, but placed two three-team parlay bets one on the year. One in week one and one in week three. And out of all, all six legs of that, he's gotten one leg correct. Iowa, one leg of one parlay correct for the entire season. Iowa minus ten and a half against Northern Illinois in week one. Of course it was Iowa. Of course it was Iowa. <laughs> so, so, so I think that that leads us to uh, that's, that's tricky. That leads us to our prop bets of the week. Uh, my prop bet is um, over under four and a half weeks before both uh, TJ and Ryan Levino win a bet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Take the over. <laughs> You're taking the over too. So that, the that over. puts us. Uh, Were they puts both into... win a bet in the same week? Or they just both have, I think they both have wins have, under their have belts. Wins under their belt I'm by week nine. Still that's a pretty good line. Yeah, take the over. All right, yeah, <laughs> take the over. I trust both of them to be uh, ridiculous degenerate gamblers. At this point. How about this? Uh, even with uh, Fitzpatrick losing on Monday night, who starts a game sooner, uh, Jameis Winston or Colin Kaepernick? Ah, <sighs> Winston's at minus two fifty. Well, again, like, but he's so bad. <laughs> He is so bad, and I think that you know Fitzpatrick is obviously not the long term answer, but like he's certainly the short term answer. Percent, you know about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know a lot about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has a great season, and then he throws three interceptions in the fourth quarter of a of a make or break week week seventeen game, the only game of the year where I left my house to watch it at a bar. (laughs) I got there just in time to see him throw away the season. I think against the Bills. I think it was against the Bills. I think that's right. I can't remember, but I think that's right. Terrible, and they were like you know like. Two and fifteen, or, or two and fourteen, or whatever. I guess they could have been two and thirteen. So that's the number. Uh, that is so funny. So yeah, and then the, for the Colin Kaepernick angle, there are a couple things to consider. Like you have, I don't know, three or four quarterbacks out there that are pro- are on shaky ground right now. Right. With, you know, and like you need the uh, the rookies probably have their job locked up for at least a year. But 
You'd hope. There, there's a couple of garbage quarterbacks out there still that, you know, if somebody gets desperate enough to... Uh, or, or an injury. Injury. Or, or yeah, like the, the Garoppolo thing. Or the Aaron Rodgers thing. Ooh! Yeah. I don't see Kaepernick being a big Wisconsin, uh, Green He's Bay. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah, but I don't see it being like a big blue-collar favorite kind of situation. I don't know if Wisconsin is quite that, like... You know, I think down they the just line, want to win. political. I think yeah, they, I, yeah. I don't think it's a politics thing as much as they'd want to win. I, I will I'll tell you, you who's not winning games for the Packers this year: Deshaun Kaiser. Oh. I know he's got. I know you got a soft spot for him. I, I mean, Ugh. I have like a like a medium soft spot gotcha. for him. Well, he's perfectly fine. Well, I, I wish think, him all the best. The Panthers signed uh, the guy that kneeled with Kaepernick today, oh. so I, I think saw that things are getting getting let go. So things maybe Kaepernick's crazy. Uh, just letting it loose. I will you know, say that, like. An NFL player could like kill someone's mother, but if they played for this, the the guy's favorite team and won the Super Bowl, it's like all is forgiven. Are you, like, talking, are you talking about Aaron Hernandez? Or <laughs> no, I was I was referencing um, who's the guy for the Panthers, Ray Carruth. Oh God! <laughs> oh brother! Not a quarterback. Same principle applies. All right, so hiding, that, hiding in the trunk of a car. What a legend! What a legend! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, Will, do you have an unnecessarily hot take about the Packers? Um, yeah. Or is it just a general rules hot take? Oh, God. I could go on for this for about two hours, but I cannot believe that there have been three insane roughing the passer, unnecessary roughness calls on Clay Matthews. It is a joke that that guy has zero sacks through three weeks. And every single time, close plays down the stretch, he's gotten three terrible calls. Cost us the Vikings game. Well, cost us the terrible, potential... terrible in what sense? Because at least I watched one of them. Like one of them was te- like terrible in that, like he like nailed the quarterback way after the ball was out of his hand. That was the that was the Bears game. And it was hold on. If you watch anything in slow motion, then it looks like yeah, he's taking yeah. ten seconds to get there. That's not the case in real time. Yeah. Go back and watch those in real time. It is and now granted, of course I'm biased, but that's yeah. why there's an unnecessary right. hot take. And I'm biased because he's a USC roid freak. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Three, but here's the thing. Three calls? I think two, but I think one of them was probably fine. The, yeah. the Redskins one? Yeah, that seemed that seemed a little legit. The whole Redskins get you want to talk about unnecessarily hot takes? The Redskins had the refs in their pockets the entire game. There were so many bad pass interference calls on the Packers that were complete nonsense. So you think Dan Snyder paid him off or something? Like what I don't know. He's kind of cheap, but I think somehow they were in the pocket. You know, some sort giant... of they're gonna be on the next season of House of Cards. Some sort of political <laughs> that's what they, they were, were already on Kimmy about. Schmidt. <laughs> I have a giant whiteboard at work and I wrote down the entire schedule for the Redskins. I had already marked that game as a loss. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers on one leg. flipping that for me. I was sitting there going 11 points. I'm actually not super worried and, you know, that they could at least have a chance at a comeback. And there were so many bad calls in the end of the first and into the second half. I was just getting so mad. I literally turned the game off after they called that. And he, you want to know I turned almost every crazy. Jets game off, so now you know how I feel. You want to know what the craziest thing was is that Aaron Rodgers got freaking suplexed like he was getting beaten at WrestleMania <laughs> the drive before, and Clay Matthews has a completely legit – Tackle on freaking Alex Smith, takes him down, does not land on him any harder than anybody he's landed on anybody, and they call roughing the passer. Do you know what you have to do to rough the passer? Throw a pass! <laughs> it is not roughing the passer if he has the ball in his chest. That is the wrong it's call. It's roughing the carrier of the ball. It's not roughing anything. If you can call it unnecessary roughness, maybe, but that was a terrible call. So this I think, is my hot take. I think that call is influencing your opinion on the Bears one, which is pretty bad. I Maybe. think it's. A, I think Vikings, that's a legit. The Vikings call. one was completely illegitimate too, and they ended up costing him the game. They had the game sewn up. That he was. But that Vikings team's pretty good. They only got. They only lost the Bills by twenty-seven. <laughs> I'm so were... glad they lost that game because I hate the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it, 
That's, I mean, that was... And as no, we speak, they think they're losing the Rams, so that's fun, too. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we're going to wrap this up with uh, my lead paint lock of the week. Um, this is a good one. So I've got... My lead paint lock of the week is Oakland minus one over the Cleveland Browns. And you might think, you know, Cleveland finally got their first win in over 600 days last week. And I say good for them. As a, as a fan of, of pathetic uh, franchises, I'm happy for them. They, get, they finally unlock the, uh, the Bud Light from the coolers and they have a good time. <laughs> good for them. Um, you know, they got a lot of talent on the team, more than they've had in the past. They're taking on an Oakland team that's 0-3, and, and obviously it's a total tailspin. The John Gruden experiment seems like a disaster. So everything would point you towards Cleveland maybe having a little momentum going into this game. But that being said, there's one catalyst here, and that's Hugh Jackson. I think we can all agree that he can change a game from a win to a loss, uh, and, I, and that is going to come to fruition here because not only is he a bad coach, but few people know this. He's a lover of palindromes. And he named his first son Adam so he could just use the palindrome Madam I'm Adam in, in real-life practical situations. He drives a race car, another palindrome, and he's just all over it. In fact, his team is 1-1-1, which is another palindrome. But does it stop there? I say no, it doesn't. I think Coach Jackson's love of palindromes overpowers his hypothetical ambition to be good at football, and the Browns throw the game to fall to a record of 1-2-1, preserving the palindrome for another week, potentially indefinitely. Okay. I think they could be one fourteen and one at the I, end of the season. I, it would not surprise me if they lost I, every game. I, yeah, <laughs> if they lost every game. They're from really here, good at it. I think you'd, uh, you know, you'd have a little bit of pride about uh, about preserving the symmetry of their record. And you know what John Gruden would say about them? Nothing bad, because he's a middle-of-the-road bad commentator guy. <laughs> right. These guys are just out here trying to win football games. Hey, you know, they're doing their best, and they practice every day, and they just give it 140%. I got to tell you, this guy's a player, man. He gets out there, and he goes, and he runs, and he's real crazy and tough. He just gets out there. He loves the game. Where's Brett Favre? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, that is the uh, the end of the first... Wait, hold on. We got one more. The only thing that we did not mention what throughout about... this entire thing is that um, we are taking away the closest call or bad beat awards. Ooh, good point. Yeah, straight yeah. Straight up, because it is really, really difficult when we have 43 people to mm -hmm. follow the, <laughs> the hundreds of parlays. There are literally hundreds of parlays every week, and oh. so it is impossible for us to click through all of them to understand which ones were really close or not. So at this point, so it's a little absurd. Last year, those were just like last ditch, like last three weeks to try and make some money. Right. Yeah. The only games I've gotten right have been the single games this year, <laughs> and it doesn't matter because people are winning these eight, six, four-team parlays and going up thousands of six, dollars. Six-team straight-up parlays. You know, no big deal. Yeah, just to get the record so straight. So what we decided to do to cut the uh, difference here is this is and this is legit. We have set up an email address, so if you feel like you had a bad beat. All you have to do is email us with the story or email us with any questions you might have. We have the, you know, the question the mailbag. of the uh, mailbag. Ma mailbag, stuff. yeah. It is H-O-T-R-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, this is 100% a real email yeah, address. Yeah, we have a real email address now. We can really check it. We all know the real password. It's 1234. No big deal. <laughs> uh, something an idiot would use on his luggage. That's exactly right. That's how I remember it because of that movie line. <laughs> Uh, but no, but if you have a bad beat or a mailbag question or whatever, we are going to be checking this. Right. We're going to be doing it. If you want us to uh, talk about how great a pick was or how bad your beat was or how terrible you are or any other general question to discuss on the podcast, email us at hotrspodcast at gmail.com. That's 100% And we will talk about you on this uh, this very beloved podcast we have here. That's exactly right. The whole three followers subscribed. Yeah. 
Come oh, on, oh, everybody. We, yeah, we had like 20-something last year. I have 20 cell phones. That's the... That's the <laughs> is that the thing? You subscribe to all of them? Just don't tell anybody. Right. I wonder why you had all those Cricket flip phones. <laughs> that's right. Boost, Boost Mobile is back. <laughs> Boost Mobile. We had a lot of burner phone subscribers. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us in uh, the first installment of the House of the Rising Sun uh, Betting League podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dan Keo, along with these other guys, and we're out. Adios. See ya.